We're back on the Dynasty Doves podcast. We're breaking down player by player, pod by pod. We're going to be telling you the value of these players, what you do with them if you're a win-now team, middle-of-the-pack team, and if you're a rebuild team, right? So Dynasty is all about trying to get to that championship and try to hold that championship for three years, right? So we're going to be talking about my RB11 Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has been a very good fantasy asset for the last couple of years. Um, It's just a matter of if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a top 10 back, right? He's been RB3 last year in PPR. Standard, he was actually RB1, which kind of shocked me when I'm looking at it. I don't play a lot of standard leagues, but he was RB1. Kind of makes sense because he got so many carries. RB11 in PPR in 2021 and RB8 in 2020. As a rookie, he was 21 in PPR, 14 in standard. He feel like he's a lot better back in standard just because he's so many carries. But we're going to talk about Josh Jacobs because last year was the first year I saw Josh Jacobs take his game to the next level. I mean, he looked like the best running back in the league with the ball in his hands. He was a straight hog for the Raiders. The Raiders wouldn't have won any games without him. They probably would have won three or four games. They'd probably be sitting at the top of the draft, right? They fed Josh Jacobs, and all he did was eat, man. He averaged 4.86 yards a carry, and he had 340 carries. So it's not like he was just... You know, somebody that had 200 carries and he he did really good with them because they were ideal situations. This man was the focal point of the offense. I know they have Devontae Adams and Derek Carr was there, but Josh Jacobs was the offense. When Josh Jacobs was rolling, their offense was rolling. So he had 12 touchdowns. This man, he was unstoppable last year. He had 54 catches last year. Actually, the last two years, he's had the same amount of targets in damn near the same receptions. He had 53 receptions last year. The year before, he had 54. But he actually had more yards last year. So this this guy in Josh Jacobs' off, sorry, in Josh McDaniel's offense is going to be the workhorse. All right, he's going to be the workhorse next year. He's under contract, but just a franchise tag, so that's probably why I have him a little lower. If he would have signed a three-year deal this offseason, I probably would have bumped him up. But with that uncertainty coming next year, when he's going to be 26 years old, I had to have him down a little bit, right? So let's talk about Josh Jacobs and what I would do if I was a win-now team, right? I wouldn't be moving him, right? He's You know he's under contract with the Raiders. You know he's the Raiders' number one running back, and you know he's going to be the workhorse of the offense. This guy is going to see 300-plus carries and 50-plus receptions. So it's just a matter of if he can get that touchdown um, number, hit that 8-9 to touchdown number, which I think he will, um, he's going to finish as a top-five running back. So let's not worry about Josh Jacobs. Let's keep him on our team if we're a win-now team. If we don't have him on our team, maybe we go out and try to acquire him if we can, if there's a team that is, you know, worried about his contract. Um, I wouldn't say he's an acquirable asset right now because he he did just come off his best year of his career, so people probably are pretty high on him. But if you can, you can go out and acquire him. If you have him on your team, you're going to keep him, right? If you're a middle-of-the-pack team, right, those teams that I talk about middle-of-the-pack are like four to seven, 
or maybe even eight, depending on the league, have a chance to sneak into playoffs and make a run. I'm probably selling Josh Jacobs because he just came off the best year of his career. You could probably find somebody in your in your dynasty league that has him super high on their list, and you can flip him for somebody like a J.K. Dobbins. Um, and maybe a couple picks, something like that. Um, maybe Damian Pierce in a pick, Tony Pollard in a pick, you know. Pacheco in a couple picks. Maybe just some picks, maybe a wide receiver. But I'm probably flipping Josh Jacobs on the fact that he had his best, he had a career year, right? So let's just flip him. If we're a rebuild team, we're for sure flipping him. You should, probably should have flipped him last year at the end of the year. Um, I'm definitely all about flipping assets when they're having a good year and they're aging, right? So somebody like an Eckler last year, right? Why aren't we flipping them towards the end of the year? To If we're not going to make playoffs, or even if you are going to make playoffs, right? You're going to sneak in as a sixth seed. Why aren't you flipping Eckler to a team that thinks they can win, that maybe has an asset like a like a Travis Etienne or a Najee Harris. Let's use Najee for example, right? Najee was not doing that great last year. I mean, he finishes RB fourteen because of his workload, but he wasn't doing that good. So why are we flipping those Josh Jacobs for Najee if we can get younger asset? And you could probably sneak a second round pick out of that person as well. Be like, well, you're. Dude, this guy's going to put you over the top, right? Now I just took a 28-year-old running back, turned him into a 25-year-old running back, and got a second-round pick. And the following year, he has a chance to do just as good. <coughs> so that's the things I'm doing, right? We're flipping these players mid-year. You have to flip players when they're doing good. If you have somebody on your team that really doesn't have value, like a Nick or not Nick Chubb, sorry, a Chuba Hubbard who's doing good for a couple weeks, let's flip that asset. Flip the assets that aren't that valuable who've had a couple good weeks. Like, if you can get anything for him, I'll t I would have took a third-round pick for Chuba last year. Chuba is not worth anything. So let's flip these guys during the season when they're having good years. I just don't understand. Some of these teams will just hold on to him. Like, he's not going to take you to a championship. You should be getting assets out of him. Those are my options, right? Sanders, if I'm a lose now team, get assets for Sanders. You're not winning anything, okay? So let's do that. Let's talk about these things. Let's flip these assets. Let's get you back to a championship team. I flipped teams before. It's not hard. You have to be active. You have to be able to send those trades out. Eventually, you'll find somebody who will take that player that you want to get off your team. So, this is the Dynasty Dogs Podcast. Like, subscribe. We're going to help everybody rebuild their teams, get you guys back to a championship roster. We're breaking down these players one by one. We'll be on Spotify, Apple, YouTube soon, TikTok, everything, baby. We're trying to help everybody out. So, let's get this rolling. We're about to eat. We're trying to get this bread. We're trying to get this paper. Dynasty Dogs out. Listen to me for the next pod. We're going to be talking about my boy Austin Eckler, who is my RB12 in Dynasty. That's low. I'll tell you why, though.